Welcome to episode 83 of the I Want to Party with Bob Bobcast. This is the Thanksgiving special episode for the year 2020. This is kind of the Thanksgiving that never was episode, like uh, so many other things that haven't taken place in this goddamn year of 2020. Yeah, what a great fucking year this has been. On a positive note, we are here for this Thanksgiving special. I'm here to make it, cook it up, so to speak, and you are here to listen to it. And so that is something that's very good, considering what's happened to so many other people in this stupid fucking year of 2020. Speaking of cooking it up, the premise of this episode, the ingredients, the recipe of this Thanksgiving special, it's just that. It's kind of a mixture of the many delicious things that make a Bobcast what it is. So what is the uh, stuffing in the cavity or the ass of this episode? I should say, oh, that's kind of, <laughs> okay. What's the stuffing in the ass of this? It, indeed, uh, it's not stovetop. I'll say that. I've got a really good ghost story for you in this episode. There's a little trivia segment. And also one of my very favorite things to do part of this episode is a shit talking session about a very mean and nasty music industry personality, yeah. Plus, there are going to be three really rad songs that kind of tie into the subject matter of those three parts. The songs of this episode are by the bands House Ghost, Hiding from Humans, and Fun People. I'll tell you a little bit more about the bands in the episode and about the people involved in the stories and the trivia as those parts come up. So gather around the Bobcast table, prepare to be filled with fun. There's also a new feature in this episode, which is really cool. It's a short segment done by a new contributor to the Bobcast, Michael Krusty. This is something I've been wanting to do for a while, to kind of have regular segments done by contributors, have them talk about stuff that you might not hear about from me, have them talk about some things that might be out of the realm of what I normally talk about, or even to kind of expand on whatever the subject of the episode is at that time. So it's pretty cool. It's kind of a little bonus episode inside of an episode kind of thing. Michael is the very first contributor, and his segment is called Krusty's Corner. Michael Krusty is super rad. He does all kinds of crazy, incredible stuff. He makes music videos, does band photography, graphic design, so much more. He does a ton of stuff. Well, I'll tell you what, instead of me explaining to you what Michael Krusty does, why don't we go straight to Krusty's Corner Get to know Michael a little bit better and hear what he has to say. Stand by. Hello, hello, hello. How is everybody doing in this year 2020? Uh, first of all, I just want to say hello to Bob. If you're listening to this, this is Krusty's uh, Corner on I Want to Party with Bob. And I think we all want to party with Bob. Uh, I think it's what it's been 79 episodes, 80 episodes around there. And uh, we're all ready to party, Bob. Uh, let me introduce myself a little bit. Uh, my name is Michael Krusty of Krusty Media. I am in uh, Toronto, Ontario, Canada. 
I am a musician. We can go into that in another Krusty's Corner. I have tons of different projects that I could talk about for hours and hours. I am a concert photographer and band photographer. What that means is uh, whenever there's a band that rolls into town, whether it be punk rock, heavy metal, rock and roll, I usually am there to shoot the band. I am also shooting local bands when they're playing shows and I am a music video director. I have done a bunch of beautiful, in my opinion, beautiful music videos that we can also get into in another Krusty's Corner. I am very excited to be a part of Bob's beautiful podcast, and uh, he asked me to talk a little bit, and as you can see, I love to talk. So, what is Krusty's Corner? Krusty's Corner is just something I'm into, something I'm doing at the moment, something that I think is cool and I want to share with people. I've been working with Stomp Records, based out of Montreal, Quebec, Canada. They are celebrating their 25th anniversary. They have a huge list of alumni that have have been uh, on the label for years. Uh, it was founded by two people Matt Collier and Mike McGee. Matt is also in the band The Planet Smashers. They are a ska band. I'm sure you've heard of them. You must have heard of them. Other bands on the label include Gutter Demons. Uh, I'm on the website here. <laughs> K-Man and the 45s. Uh, you might know the Anti-Queens. They are on the label. Uh, Penske File, Brutal Youth, The Creep Show. Ray Gun Cowboys, The Real Mackenzies, lots of punk bands, lots of ska bands, lots of psychobilly bands. They are a fantastic label that work with a lot of great Canadian talent and support Canadian music, which is fantastic if you live up here in the north. They are celebrating their 25th anniversary with a bunch of shows online, live streams. That seems to be the new thing everyone's doing. Unfortunately, we can't be out partying in clubs and playing shows so in the meantime what do we do we got live streams they've uh, they've contacted i think most of their bands if not all the bands on the label and they have put together live stream shows a whole slew of them uh throughout november uh december and a little bit in january as well and i have the privilege of filming the bands in Toronto, a couple of them. I'm doing uh, the Anti Queens, which is in December. I'm doing Brutal Youth, and I'm doing Bike Thieves. We did Doghouse Rose just last week, and we also have Penske File coming up in December. It's going to be tons of fun. The first one was we just did last week was great. Doghouse Rose. They have a new album that just came out, obviously, through Stomp Records. It's called The Harder They Fall. There's 11 tracks on it. And since I'm here, I might as well say I played guitar on the album. Uh, the album was recorded in January 2020 uh, at Drive Studios with Steve Risen. I was asked to play guitar and I, I was excited to do so. Uh, we, we had a great time in the studio and the album just came out. So if you, uh, if you have some time and you want to check out a cool, a cool band and a cool new album from 2020, check out Doghouse Rose, The Harder They Fall. The producer on the album is Steve Risen. 
my partner in crime for the live streams. We are filming them at his studio, Drive Studio, downtown Toronto. He's done a lot of cool albums, a lot of cool punk albums. He has produced the Anti-Queens album, uh, the self-titled album that came out in September 2019, which is a fantastic album if you haven't heard it. I know Bob has had Valerie Knox on uh, the show, who is in that band, and also the Black Cat Attack. Steve has also produced, I believe... Don't quote me on this, but I believe he's produced every Creep Show album since they started in 2007, 2008. He's also recorded a couple albums with the Flatliners, including Cavalcade in 2010, which was a huge, huge hit. And uh, the band has been touring around the world since then, which is just fantastic for them, as I am good friends with a bunch of them, and they are really nice dudes. Look at this. Look at this. Look at this, Bob. Should we call this Krusty's Corner or Tangent City? I'm not sure. I'm just going off and off and off, but I'm having a lot of fun doing it. So if you have nothing to do in the coming weekends, I know here in Ontario there has been another lockdown, lockdown 2.0 as they call it, and you're looking for something to do and you love live music, you love checking out new bands, you love checking out old bands, you love watching music live, I'd say go to stomprecords.com and uh, check out the live streams there. I'm pretty sure a ticket is about $50 Canadian for all the bands. There's 15 bands, which in in America, in the States, I'm pretty sure $50 Canadian is, is like $20 American. So that's nothing for 15 live bands. And you can watch the streams seven days after they first air live and uh i think uh, i think i'm good i think i'm good with that for the first crusty's corner if you'd like to reach me or like to find me on social media you can find me at at michael x crusty that's m-i-c-h-a-e-l-x-c-r-u-s-t-y i am so happy to be doing this uh Congratulations to Bob, by the way, on all the success you've had so far on the episodes, and I look forward to working with you. We'll see you next time on Krusty's Corner. Back to you, Bob. Well, thank you, Michael Krusty. So glad to have you on board. I can't wait for the next edition of Krusty's Corner coming up in December. Let me note during Michael's segment there, these songs you heard. The first song, Iron Reagan, Miserable Failure. The second song, Brutal Youth, The King. Third song, Doghouse Rose, Last Time. And the last song was The Anti-Queens with my favorite song, Worse Than Death. I'd like to recommend a couple things, though. Be sure you check out the Krusty Media YouTube channel for a ton of rad videos that Michael's done. The easiest way to find that channel, go to YouTube, Search Krusty Media. There you go. I will also post a link on this episode's page on the Bobcast website. And check this out. Michael mentioned that during his segment, the Stomp Records 25th anniversary live streams. Stomp Records is an absolutely rad label with a ton of amazing bands. Listen to Michael Krusty. Listen to Krusty's Corner. Yes, indeed. Take his advice. Get your tickets now for the live streams. They're going on from basically now until December 20th. Something a little different we're going to do in this episode, too. In place of a single ad in the episode, 
I would like to take a moment to talk about some of the supporters and sponsors of the I Want to Party with Bob Bobcast. They're all small businesses, every single one of them. They're all very hardworking, and all of them only offer the highest quality products and services in regards to what they do. Small businesses are so, so essential to our local communities, our local economies, and our lives. Honestly, without these people and their businesses, my life would be much, much worse off. Can you imagine me doing a beer of the episode with the Trader Joe's shit beers like I used to do back at the very beginning of the Bobcast? Uh, whining and complaining, uh, oh my god, this beer, well, it was only five bucks for the six-pack, but fuck, it tastes like piss. Well, play a nine alehouse to the rescue, right? By the way, I did just have my one-year anniversary of working with Plan 9 Alehouse on the Bobcast, and Plan 9 Alehouse just had their seven years anniversary of being in business. Uh, congratulations to me. Congratulations especially to Plan 9. So here's the thing. Tomorrow is Black Friday, right? That's November the 27th, 2020. This episode airs on Thanksgiving Day, November 26th, 2020. This holiday season... Please consider doing your holiday shopping and or celebrating with the fine people I'm about to list. And if that's not possible, please make an effort to support your local small businesses that are kind of similar in nature or any small business in your community. As long as it's not somebody selling like Trump flags, stop the bullshit, stop the steal. That's their new thing. Stop the steal. How about you fucking shut the fuck up, Trump motherfuckers? Uh, anyhow... Here are, here, yeah, so here I am doing a very nice Black Friday thing for all the small businesses that I kind of work with on the Bobcast, and I go on an anti-Trump tirade. Sorry, these businesses do not represent the Bobcast's views in any way, shape, or form if that would cause you to not shop there and or use their services. Take note of that, please. Plan 9 Ale House in Escondido, California, the best beer you will ever have. It's a small brewery and restaurant. They have great food. They sell records, all kinds of stuff. It's absolutely a great place. Discount Cemetery for the most creeptastic and cool clothing you will ever get your hands on. Red Brontosaurus Records in San Diego for the most amazing selection of records. Use video games, use video game consoles, a ton more stuff. Guitars, guitar strings, straps. He has all kinds of stuff in that little store. It's an incredible place. Sticker Junkie, a great place to go to get any custom stickers you might need done. Really high quality vinyl stickers. Mouse and Monkey Button Company. And you need a custom button made, a keychain, a bottle opener, a little pocket mirror. She does absolutely incredible work at a very, very fair price. 3110 Printing. You need a t shirt made for your band? Get a hold of 3110 Printing. They're based in San Diego. You cannot beat them for the quality and price. Any kind of custom t-shirts, bandanas, face masks, you name it. If you can screen print on it, they can do it. And last but not least, Pomp's Not Dead Pomade. They do make the absolute best pomade money can buy. And it's all handmade by one person in small batches. Good job, Edwin. Super, super high quality stuff. So I just wanted to say all those people... All those businesses have helped me out so much over the course of the Bobcast, and I'm very proud to be associated with them, to work with them in some way, shape, or form. So stay away from Amazon this holiday season. Stay away from the big box places. Shop local, support small businesses, keep them going. 
because we do need them now more than ever, and we need them to stick around for years and years to come. There will be links to all these fine businesses on the Bobcast webpage, on the very front, on the homepage, and that website is www.iwantapartywithbob.com. Now, real quick, like I would like to mention this too, you could also help support the Bobcast not only by supporting the sponsors of this and all the other episodes, but also by directly supporting me on Patreon. Ain't too proud to beg, that kind of thing. Just go to www.patreon.com slash I want to party with Bob. Choose a tier and you will be truly the stuffing in my turkey this Thanksgiving. Oh, another stuffing reference. I need, okay, I need to stop that. And all the tiers are very affordable. You get bonus extra stuff, merch, yada, yada that nobody else can get. So please consider becoming my Patreon and also shout out and thank you to the newest Patreon, Brendy. Thank you, Brendy. I appreciate it. Let's do a real quick Thanksgiving. Beer of the episode. Yes, the beer of the episode this week is the Modern Love American Lager. Dry hopped with mosaic hops by Plan 9 Alehouse. Let's give this 5% alcohol by volume lager a try. It's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like it. I like it a lot. Modern Love stands beside me. Modern Love walks on by. Absolutely delicious. The perfect beer for these cooler fall nights, I do believe. It's very crisp, I would say. A tiny, tiny bit bitter. Not bad, though. Like, just the perfect amount of bitterness. Another home run from Plan 9 Alehouse. You can get your very own four-pack of this beer and many other fine beers at Plan 9 Alehouse, which is located at 155 East Grand Avenue in downtown Escondido, California. You can call Plan 9 Alehouse at 760-489-8817 or visit them on the web at www.plan9alehouse.com. Okay, here we go. Let's get going with part one of this episode. And part one is a tale of a paranormal encounter as told by Ivy Boyd of the Creepin' It Real podcast and the Ghoul's Trip blog. So here we go. Here's a story from Ivy Boyd about her encounter with something possibly otherworldly, definitely strange, at the Glore Psychiatric Museum in St. Joseph, Missouri. And right after you hear Ivy's story is the song Hazel by Dayton, Ohio's finest band, House Ghost. Please stay tuned. I'd like to welcome Ivy from Creepin' It Real, the Creepin' It Real podcast, and now Ghoul's Trip, a Ghoul's Trip blog type of situation with YouTube stuff coming up to the I Want to Party with Bob Thanksgiving special. Welcome, Ivy, and thanks for talking to me. I really appreciate it. Yeah, thank you for having me. What better way to celebrate Thanksgiving than talking about uh, the paranormal? So I've got a pretty good story for you. I think it's a good story. It's a little bit longer. It's uh, an investigation that I went on. My COVID mind doesn't have a sense of time. It was maybe a month ago, maybe two months ago. I went to the Glore Psychiatric Museum in St. Joseph, Missouri. Have you ever heard of that? I have not heard of it, no. Okay, so it was named after a man named George Glore. He would build and recreate different medical devices used to treat mentally ill patients. 
from the 17th, 18th, and 19th centuries, which was pretty barbaric stuff. Um, you had hydrotherapy, electroshock therapy, really awful stuff. So his imp- uh, his collection was so impressive that they decided to build a museum for it. Or not really build a museum, but they created the Glore Psychiatric Museum. They located it in an old uh, medical unit for the state hospital in St. Joseph, Missouri, which is kind of cool. And it's, I guess it's not really surprising that with the negative, I don't know, energies and emotions associated with how barbaric a lot of those treatments were, and a lot of what's in the hospital uh, museum now is authentic as well as the recreations. So you have a really good recipe for a lot of really negative emotions. So it's not really surprising that it's haunted. Sure. So I first learned about the Glore Psychiatric Museum being haunted from a professor at Johnson County Community College. He's an anthropologist and a paranormal investigator, and he taught a class about the anthropology of the paranormal and supernatural. And me and my friend had both taken it. We learned all about lore. He used to take students there. And more specifically, the focus of this is going to be a concrete tunnel that's by the museum. It used to not really have any activity. He had done plenty of investigations there. And there's your classic haunting-like activity in the rest of the museum. Orbs, hearing footsteps, things moving. But after a while, a lot of his students that he took on investigations there began to get attacked in the tunnel. They would leave with scratches. And uh, they eventually photographed this entity, and it's this black humanoid entity that they nicknamed the Creeper, because what better nickname to name it? But it likes to crawl around on the ceiling in this concrete tunnel. He doesn't know where it came from, but a fun fact is that the tunnel is connected to a live prison. Uh, it is sealed off completely, so you can't get to it, but it is connected to it still. So there's theories that it might have come from something with the prison, who knows. But basically, it's it's bad news bears in that tunnel. Sure. It's not good. But me being the person that I am, I'm like, well, I want to go hang out with this creeper. I want to go see it. So me and my friend that took that class, we decided to do an investigation there a little while back. We went to the tunnel first, and initially not much happened. She did, my friend, heard a footstep in the tunnel. There's a lot of dirt on the floor, and so when someone walks, you can kind of hear a slide on the dirt from the footstep. And she heard that, and no one else really heard it. We didn't think much of it. There is a morgue in the museum, so we're like, well, let's go check out the museum, because what is spookier than a morgue in an empty psychiatric museum that's dark at night and we're alone here? Um, nothing really, yeah, nothing really happened in the morgue though. We were disappointed. We, uh, went to a doll exhibit there next. My husband was with me and he's a skeptic. So there's a doll exhibit, which also is just super creepy. Again, though, not much happened. Uh, I was so desperate for something spooky to happen that I went on the third floor by myself. And again, nothing happened. I was sitting up there alone. I'm like, look, someone do something. Nothing happened. But we decided to give the tunnel another shot. And I'm glad we did because the maybe 20, 30 minutes, I'm not sure that we spent in the tunnel that second time, was some of the most activity I've ever had on one investigation. So initially walking in, I'm getting like jittery because it's so exciting. Initially walking in, I took a series of three photographs. And in each photograph, there is some sort of black, very human looking mass in front of it. You can see like a head, um, shoulders, arms, torso situation, 
and one of them there's even a shadow that looks like an eye socket just a really dark eye socket super creepy so i took those photographs and there's some of the coolest photographs i've ever taken i tried to debunk them as maybe being shadows which it could be perfectly timed shadows i'm one of those investigators that even the best evidence i'm always still a tiny bit skeptical but i took those photographs already freaky while we were sitting down there we ended up hearing the footsteps again and my husband who again is a skeptic he even heard it and was like that was you right like you were moving and i was like no i was filming the whole time you could see that we didn't move then my rem pod went off once uh i don't know if people listening might not know what a rem pod is or if anyone else on the podcast has talked about it but a rem pod emits a electromagnetic field around an antenna and if something disturbs that field, it will make a really loud high-pitched noise and go off. It did go off once, and I had been kind of close to it, so I was like, well, maybe I set it off, because yeah. again, I'm always skeptical with this stuff. But I tried to recreate it, I got close, I couldn't get it to go off. My EMF meter was also spiking in response to me asking questions. I captured two orbs. Now, I'm very skeptical with orb photographs. I'm a firm believer that most orb photographs are just dust. But these ones, they almost kind of glowed, and they had, like, a pinkish-reddish hue to them, which I've never seen before. I've never seen, like, a colored orb photograph. So that was compelling, and they both showed up in the video as I was asking questions. And I was specifically trying to talk to the creeper, and I wasn't very nice to the creeper because I knew it attacked students and I was like that's not cool but uh yeah it was uh wild I got possible growls on EDT and all of this evidence is on the ghoulstrip.blog website and I have a whole video of the investigation on YouTube for anyone that wants to see it or hear it for themselves but it was just it was wild holy cow any idea of what what or who (laughs) the creeper could be has anybody ever talked about so, the history of the area or anything that might indicate what it could be? So it used to not be there, which is what's weird. So that's why we think it has something to do with the prison, because my professor that I had, um, he works for the Catholic Church. He's a paranormal investigator. He's an anthropologist. Like, he's one of the only investigators that I trust with my whole heart. And he had been there plenty of times. He would do group investigations often, and he would host them, and nothing ever happened in the tunnel. And then it just appeared and he photographed it he even got it on a um like a a thermal imaging camera Uh, he saw it on a thermal imaging camera people have taken photographs of it on their phone one of my classmates took a photograph of it on his phone i got a photograph of it so we know it's there but we don't know how it got there um a really weird correlation is that everyone that has been physically attacked in the tunnel especially with the students they were all members of the LGBTQ plus community. And we don't know if that's a coincidence. He wasn't sure what to make of that, but that does present possible hidden knowledge, which also leads him to thinking it could be demonic. So, but whatever it is, it seems to stay down there. I mean, I was not the nice, you know who Zach Baggins is? Yes, yeah, yeah. From Ghost Adventures? Yep. I have a little bit of an inner Zach Baggins only in points where an entity might deserve it. And because it likes to scratch people, I was like, look, buddy, scratch me. And I was even trying to taunt it. Not much really happened, though. Um, whatever it is, it's not too crazy, but it's there. Holy so. cow. Wow. I wonder if it's something 
the possibility of it being a spirit of somebody who passed on who had a great hatred for the members of the gay community or something like that. And it could be. And it's just, it's a little too weird to be a coincidence that sure. every single person that was attacked and he actually had to stop taking students there. He said, I'm no longer taking students down there because it happened that much. One, one last question, really. After that investigation, do you have a cleansing ritual or do you do any type of cleansing type of thing so you don't, you don't bring the, anything home with you? So I do, but here's the thing. I am a lonely person during COVID quarantine and I don't always do it. But just because, hey, if something follows me home and I can set up my cameras and my equipment, like as long as my cats don't freak out, as long as it doesn't like scare my cats, I'm cool with it. I'm very welcoming for like entities and energies. So I do do things to make sure nothing malevolent follows me. But if other fears, anything kind of benign does come home with me, I kind of welcome it because I think it's interesting. I, if I can study it in my own home, that's cool. But if things do go bad, I am also a practicing witch. So I do have a whole uh, cleansing sort of situation that I'll do sometimes. Yeah, oh, I did awesome. do that after the war just because I was like, you know what? I was egging him on a little bit and he's hurt people physically. So I did do that after I came home from war to myself, my equipment, anything I brought with me. Well, cool. Ivy, thank you so, so much. I really appreciate you talking to me. Thank you.
thank you, Ivy, for the story. Also, please be sure to check out the Ghoul's Trip blog at www.ghoulstrip.blog and check out the Creepin' It Real podcast. Probably the easiest way to do that is simply go to your podcast app of choice, search Creepin' It Real. I did it. It came right up for me. Also, thanks to House Ghost for the song Hazel. Holy shit, what a great band. House Ghost is Nick from the Raging Nathans on guitar and sometimes vocals, backing vocals, and his little sister Kayla singing and playing bass. They are from Dayton, Ohio. House Ghost is kind of like if Alkaline Trio had stopped playing when they were still good. Somewhere around Good Morning, I would say. That's what I think. Check out House Ghost on Bandcamp at www.houseghostdyt. That's like DaytonYellowThomas.Bandcamp.com. Buy their records, buy their merch. Thank you very much. Part two of the episode is up next, and it's a trivia round with some really, really rad people. Troy of the Palapalooza podcast here in San Diego. Plus, he's also in the band Ready, Set, Survive. Scott is another one of the contestants in this trivia challenge. He's also in the band Ready, Set, Survive and is a session guitarist. Also an all-around awesome person. The final contestant is Mike from the band's Mainsail and Rosedale. Plus, he has a podcast called State of My Art. The questions in this special Thanksgiving edition trivia challenge are all related to the music of San Diego from the 1960s until today. And those questions are actually pretty tough. So put your trivia thinking caps on, all right? Okay. Immediately following the trivia round is a song by the band Hiding from Humans called Whinge. Stay tuned. Welcome to the I Want to Party with Bob Thanksgiving special trivia challenge, which features a series of questions all about San Diego music-related topics. Our lovely guests in this trivia challenge are Troy from the Palapalooza podcast and the band Ready, Set, Survive, Scott, who is also from the band Ready, Set, Survive, and Mike from the State of My Art podcast and the band Rosedale. And also, I'm in a band called Mainsail, also in San Diego. Oh, Mainsail. Yeah. Okay, cool. Welcome to all of you. Thank you so much for joining me on this trivia podcast. Thanks for having us, Bob. You got Appreciate it. it. Yeah, thank you. You got Good it. Rock. So we've got 10 questions all about music in San Diego from the 1960s until now. Here we go. Question Thanks. number one. One hit wonders and San Diego. We have had a few some of which it might be arguable whether or not they were one-hit wonders or not. Lucy's Fur Coat, The Rugburns. You could even call Rocket from the Crypt one-hit wonders based on chart positions and all that Hollywood mumbo-jumbo. This band, though, they were one-hit wonders for sure. I believe there's no argument. And they are also one of San Diego's claims to fame. The band was initially active from 1966 until 1971, and that one hit in question was titled Inna Gada Davida. Name this band for me, please. Who is Iron Butterfly? <laughs> Who is Iron Butterfly? Indeed, yes. Question number two. Formed in 1983 and more or less disbanding in 1995, this band had its biggest hit with a novelty song getting national airplay starting in the year 1985. The song was called Happy Boy. 
And that song was a favorite of Dr. Demento. The end of the band came when drummer and singer Country Dick Montana died on stage while playing with a band in Whistler, British Columbia on November 8th, 1995. He died of a heart attack. Name this legendary San Diego band for me, please. Wow, I don't know that. Um, phone a friend or... Uh, no. <laughs> there is no phone a friend. Okay, anybody? No guesses or anything? No. No? Okay. Song rings the bell, but... That band uh, was The Beat Farmers. The Beat Farmers. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, 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 Older, yeah. old school stuff, for sure. Old school stuff. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Question number three. Rocket from the Crypt is kind of the band to end all bands when it comes to San Diego music for me. They were one of the first bands I ever heard that I really liked from San Diego. They were very popular in their heyday, especially in England and Europe. Now, I could talk about Rocket for a while, but I do need to go check on the turkey in the oven. A little Thanksgiving uh, reference there. Or the turkey on choice. (laughs) 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 Here is the question. What would you get? What perk would you get in exchange for having a rocket from the crypt or rocket tattoo somewhere on your body? Free show admission? Yes, Troy, you are correct. Free show admission for life, actually, for life. All right, question number four. Poway, California, a suburb of San Diego, has seen its share of popular bands, but none more popular than Blink-182. Fart jokes and songs about girls seemingly propelled this band to the top in the late 1990s, but I doubt if anyone back in the day could have envisioned just how huge they were going to become. Let's go back to Blink's roots for this question before the 182 mysteriously appeared in the band's name. What was the name of the band's first full-length album that came out on Cargo Records subsidiary Grilled Cheese back in 1995? The cargo part is crucial to this question. It is not Buddha. I will give you that hint. It is not the Buddha cassette. Uh-huh. So you're talking about the first cargo release ever. Yes, the first grilled cheese cargo release, yes. Cheshire Cat? Cheshire Cat it is, yes, indeed. Yeah, that's yeah. I went to Tom's high school, and his parents' house is pretty close to my parents' house, and there's all his roots of Poway. Everyone knows his mom somehow. Or I, I have, My brother is older, and they had a class together and all of that. Question number five. This solo artist lived in San Diego when she skyrocketed to fame in 1995, though she grew up mostly in Homer, Alaska. She regularly played coffee houses around town before she was discovered, places like Java Joe's in Poway. Poway again. There must be something in the water in Poway. She lived in her van at the time and was known as the guitar-playing surfer girl who worked at the coffee shop. Who will save your soul... And tell me the name of this San Diego superstar. Uh, 
Jewel is correct. Question number six. San Diego would not be the same musically without this person. He was born Neil Kirby McMillan Jr. in August of 1957. This man met his partner in crime, Skid Roper, in San Diego in the early 1980s. Songs like Elvis is Everywhere, Stuffin' Martha's Muffin, and Debbie Gibson is Pregnant with My Two-Headed Love Child set this artist apart from the rest and oftentimes excluded him from more mainstream success. The song Don Henley Must Die comes to mind when I think about something that gave record companies pause when considering working with this artist. Name him for me, please. It's a tough one. Nobody, nobody. We're so stupid. No, you're fine. You're fine. Hey, this is, it's a generational thing. I get it. (laughs) All right. That was Mojo Nixon. Mojo Nixon. Yes. Question number seven. Controversy. Yes. The controversy here is, was this band actually from San Diego or not? Here's a quick rundown (laughs) of the history of the band. The bass player and singer of this band supposedly met in Long Beach at a Black Flag concert in the year 1985. They formed a band. At some point, they saw a drummer playing at a club in Long Beach and got him for their band. Then, in 1989, the bass player convinced his older brother to play guitar for the band, and shortly afterward, they changed their name from Swing to Mighty Joe Young. Okay, here's the San Diego part. It looks like the guitar-playing older brother lived in San Diego at the time, And maybe the bassist and singer lived in San Diego for a little bit, too. The band did play around a lot in San Diego in the early 1990s, which led to a record deal and one more name change for the band. And it's a very weird band name at that. Name that band for me, please. Stone Temple Pilots Pilots is correct. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Question number eight. More controversy. This San Diego metalcore band formed in the year 2000 and since then has been very, very successful. The band was named after a novel written by William Faulkner, though lyrically and musically they are not inspired by the book. I guess just a cool sounding title. They might be Christian. They might not be. I don't know, but the singer of the band did do some time in the year 2014 for soliciting the murder of his estranged wife. He served around two and a half years of a six-year sentence. The band has reunited with a repentant singer, and the band is still active to this day. Not everyone is happy that Tim Lambesis is back, but pre-COVID, they were selling out shows around the country and the world, proving that forgiveness is a real thing. Name the band. I'm probably going to butcher it because the second half, I started uh, to not know what the heck you were talking about, (laughs) but P.O.D.? No, Uh, it is not P.O.D. (laughs) Okay, I was going to say, that doesn't sound like P.O.D., although they are Christian. They are, you're right. As I lay down. As a lay dying, Scott, you are correct. Yes. Question number nine. 
We're going to take it kind of easy on you guys with these last two questions. They are multiple choice. In this question, one of these bands is an imposter, just like the game all the kids are talking about among us. So one of these bands gets the figurative airlock in this question. Note that all the bands mentioned in this question were active primarily in the 1990s. I want you out of four bands to name the band that is not from San Diego. So we have a miniature Tanner mineral or Boilermaker. I'll guess mineral. You guessed correct, sir. Mineral is the answer. Mineral was actually from Texas. Yes, indeed. Question number 10. This is a true test of your San Diego music knowledge, okay? This one's also multiple choice. Name the reggae band from San Diego, Cardiff by the Sea in particular, that had a huge hit in the year 1994 with a Peter Frampton cover, Baby, I Love Your Way. Is it... Is it A, Big Rainbow, B, Big Mountain, or C, Sunsplash Warriors? Big Mountain. I booked them once. Big Mountain it is. It looks like Scott is the grand oh. champion of this trivia challenge. Congratulations, Scott. Sorry, Scott Troy. Sorry, Mike. <laughs> Scott got five questions right. Troy, you got three. We all missed two questions. And Mike, you did come in with the turkey egg of this episode. I I'm very sorry. I, I could have guessed that. <laughs> <laughs> everyone's a winner today. Everyone. Hey, you know what? It is. It's Thanksgiving Day when this comes out. So everyone is a winner no matter what. So that's what I'm going to say. Yeah, happy and, Thanksgiving, guys. Yeah, happy yeah. Thanksgiving to all of you. Thank you so much for joining
Well, thank you so, so much to Troy, Scott, and Mike for taking part in the special Thanksgiving episode trivia challenge. Great sports, a lot of them. There was a prize for the winner, which I didn't mention. It was a $25 gift card to Red Brontosaurus Records right here in San Diego. Congratulations to Scott, the grand champion of the trivia. I hope you find something rad at Red Brano. I'm sure you will. Be sure to check out the Palapalooza podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. It's a really, really great podcast. Troy has interviewed a ton of really great bands on the podcast. He sometimes hasn't played music during the podcast. It's a really rad concept. It's truly a great podcast. Also, check out the band Ready, Set, Survive, the band Rosedale, and the band Mainsail. They are all on Bandcamp. It's really easy. Just go to Bandcamp.com and search. Those bands will pop right up for you. They did for me. Good stuff. Also, please check out Mike's podcast, State of My Art, wherever you listen to podcasts. Hiding from humans, what a pleasant little surprise. They wrote to me and said, hey, check out our song. I did hear something very special with that band. I heard a little bit of Leatherface in the guitar. To me, they kind of did a little Dickie Hammond channeling. I felt like, maybe, I love that shit. It definitely reminds me of, like, it kind of has that British punk edge. I absolutely love it. And I'll tell you what. If you want to know the way to get to me, just remind me of Leatherface in some way, and you're in. That's it. So Hiding from Humans, another band that I'm very thankful for on this Thanksgiving. And they're from Regina, Saskatchewan. That's in Canada, by the way, if you didn't know that. You would know all about Saskatchewan if you're a fan of the show Corner Gas, like I am. That show's fucking great. I love it. It's kind of like Seinfeld in Canada in a middle-of-nowhere town, this town, Dog River, Saskatchewan. It's about nothing. Basically, it's about life in this town and kind of the idiots who live in this town. I'm totally, totally hooked on that show right now. So Saskatchewan brought us Brett Butts, the creator of Corner Gas, and the band Hiding from Humans. So I'd like to say a very hearty and uh, heartfelt thank you to Saskatchewan for bringing us Corner Gas and Hiding from Humans. You can check out Hiding from Humans on Bandcamp at www.hidingfromhumans.bandcamp.com. Part three and the final and arguably greatest segment of this episode is coming up, and it's all about Morrissey. Well, it's about what happens to Morrissey when he acts like a total dick to someone who did not deserve it. This part is a tale of revenge, and the teller of the tale would like to remain anonymous, so the voice was changed to protect the not-so-innocent. This is a cautionary tale. Be careful who you treat like shit, because you might end up with something unexpected in your shoe and or on your towels. Well, here we go. Mean-ass Morrissey and the case of the farty towel. Stay tuned. I have someone here with me tonight that's going to tell us a story about her experiences with that horrible human being, Stephen Patrick Morrissey. Hello, anonymous person. I understand you have a story to tell us. The day, like we had got, I had gotten the advance, like his writer and all that stuff. I had gotten it a week prior and I thought it, they just accidentally sent me like everything, but that it was 22 or 20 something pages. And it was just everything that, and everything was in all caps. like. Things in all caps must be, you know, you must get this stuff and this thing, this must happen, this must happen. Well, the whole fucking thing was in caps. Oh so God. it's like, oh, okay, cool. Like, 
I think uh, continue to page 200 was like not in caps. Yeah, it was it was pretty insane. And, you know, most of like the food stuff and things like that, they, they wanted. I mean, it's not like British snacks and shit, but I feel like if you're touring like across everywhere, like you should have two separate ones. Not because like we won't have that stuff, but we lots a lot of times I don't even we don't know what that shit is. Like yeah. if they call things different than what we call them. So I mean just off the bat it was just like, Oh god, this is my it's okay, it's okay, it's Morrissey, you know, like I love him, <laughs> so it'll be okay. But I mean I probably shopped for I'd say a good day, <laughs> like the entire day before, because I wanted it all to be perfect. Everything needed to be, you know, I kind of, you know, I respected him at the time. <laughs> sure, so, sure. Prior, yeah, prior to but, any engagement. Yeah, prior, yeah, yeah. prior, yeah. I mean, you work, you get people that come in and you're like, oh, I love this band, and they're kind of like douchey, and it's like, whatever, like you're on tour, I get it, like things are stressful, but I mean, this was like a completely different level. At the theater, there's there was kind of like um I don't know like a the barricade. Well, basically where the the orchestra pit went down, there was a concrete barricade that went all the way around the outside of it, and he didn't want that there. Like okay, so we had to have con- our security guards who were also they also do construction uh, come in the night before and tear that down. Like this is a historic building, you know. Like you guys. Permit for that or what? Like I don't know. But anyways, like they, they took all that down. Everyone's on edge. You know, we no one is is excited that he's coming. Like I pull into the parking lot and his manager's already yelling at me, like wondering why they can't get into the building. It's like, well, the load in times at you know seven o'clock in the morning. It's six thirty right now. Or it's almost almost six thirty, and I'm early. Nobody's going to be here for another hour. I think load-in was, you know, an hour later. So they didn't care. They, you know, I didn't have a chance to turn anything on downstairs or do anything. He was just in. I was, like, on the phone with my manager. Okay, they're they're in. Don't let them in. Like, sorry. <laughs> like, there's, I mean, there's, there's, like, nothing I can do. This guy was so abrasive. So, you know, you got I got everything. And everything that we had in house, like, you know, to make him tea and everything, it, he didn't want any of it. He like his manager was like, no, this needs to be new, all new, all new stuff. So I had to go, I had to leave and go buy all new kettles and you know all everything. Like everything just had to be replaced. He didn't like Even any the of stuff it. Just uh, to make the tea for him had to be replaced. Yeah, and I, and it was a new kettle that I bought, but the mugs weren't new. Like I mean, we just I just got the mugs from the kitchen, but they're in a kitchen where meat is is usually prepared so there could be some kind of meat particle that <sighs> that ends up on that mug and then he can you know whatever sure. so i was like oh this fucking asshole so i mean i just went to the thrift store <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. I was like, <laughs> so he got generations of meat with that with what he was drinking well, out of the well, yeah and it's like and, and you know you have a budget and so you're trying to stay you try to please them but you also try to stay in the budget and yeah. it's really kind of frustrating when you have to tell them oh yeah sorry we don't you don't really have enough money to get the like it's a stupid kind of but they came with their own security team like their like our security team was like they basically told them all right you guys step aside like we're gonna take charge and it, it it seemed it was almost like they 
came out of the van like in a military style and the the head of their security he was nice he was he was like he was from sandy or california somewhere in california or in la but uh and he was nice and he's like he apologized to me a lot like i'm sorry for the way that you're being talked to i'm sorry you know like it's fine whatever you know like i love him you know i didn't i didn't care (laughs) but but by the (laughs) i'd say but but by like two o'clock in the afternoon and i was pretty i cared you know i was i was kind of over it before his sound check he wanted to get his hair cut but he wanted to get it cut in the building which is i I don't know why whatever like i he had a hotel he was in the hotel i don't even know why he was there but so during sound check no staff could be in the building like none of the sound none of the um, stage guys and stage hands nobody could be there just just the sound Sound we couldn't work on lighting while they were doing that like it just that was it so i had to leave but they couldn't find me like i didn't know it was sound check i knew that was the like that was going to happen like we weren't allowed to be in there but i was in the laundry room and like i had the doors closed because it was kind of loud so i didn't want to bother anyone and I'm washing all the towels because they wanted brand new towels that are pre-washed, you know, so I'm just making sure all that stuff's ready for all the stage towels. And so I'm in there. So I don't know that at this time is when they've told everyone to leave. He's here early. They're going to do sound check. So I'm in there and there are these, uh, what, what are those accordion doors? So I'm in there and I open up the accordion door and I like immediately I'm pushed this, the head of security comes at me, pushes his hand against me, like pushes pushes me back into the laundry room and closes those doors. And I am like, what the fuck is going on? You know, and he's like telling, you know, he's like, you know, be quiet. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? You know, I'm trying to whisper. And I had seen him like when I started to walk out of it and he was in the hallway in a chair with a smock on with his manager and he was getting his hair cut. And I wasn't supposed to be in there. And I oh. and he, the head of security just freaked out. Like, And he was pissed. So Morrissey was mad that I was there. I didn't fucking know. I, was, I didn't hear anybody. No one told me. And at this time, I didn't have a radio. So I, I didn't know. I had no clue. Right. Okay, so I'll just walk out and leave. Like, what am I going to do? Like, sell his hair clippings, like, on eBay? Like, I don't, I didn't understand. Like, okay, it, it wasn't. What was the point of that? Yeah, yeah. Was he embarrassed to be seen getting his hair cut or something? It's weird. It, yeah, I mean, he just looked like, you know how you look in the smock, like, whatever. You look like a jackass, but he was just like. <laughs> right. <laughs> but it, just the look on his face, like, that was, the, that was our the only moment that he looked at me and I like that our eyes met and that was that moment and that sucked so bad wow. <laughs> you know because he, he, he could just see the like not the hate but just like he was angry like how fucking dare who the fuck are you like because he doesn't know who I am you know right. he just, all the stuff just magically appears for him you know right yeah so I'm in there I'm like fuck oh, I'm gonna get so much trouble like nobody cared like everyone's are at this point everyone's just over him his shit so then i guess he came and he got his haircut did his sound check and left so while he was gone i you know i was getting his room getting all his towels in there ready so he took a shower after sound check 
at the venue, which is weird. Like you're in a hotel, like this is a shower that every, like there's a shower in their room, like in the, his personal room, personal right. shower, which is weird. He took the shower there. Like everybody uses that, but he took all the towels, brand new towels that I bought, like, I don't know, 24 that they requested and lined the entire bathroom with them. Like, wow. He didn't want to touch anything. So the entire bathroom's lined with towels, and every single one of them is soaking wet. Like, I don't know what he does in there, but when he was, <laughs> like, I only knew that he had taken a shower because right. of that. <laughs> you know, oh like, he, he, he wasn't so, then I had, I'm like, oh, these are the only new towels that I bought. Like, I have to go, I, I need to wash these, like, immediately. So I didn't do all that before he came back for the show. Of course, not use them again, you know. And yeah, he is lined the entire, like not just by the shower, by the sink. It was the entire ground oh of the bathroom. Maybe the and, floor and was lava were, or something. I don't know. You know, he was I, playing floors. You know, I don't, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe it was lava, and he poured it all out, poured water <laughs> maybe, out on the trying to cut, yeah, trying to cool down the lava. You know, I mean, come on. Yeah, Don't you do that when you take a shower? I, I do. Yeah, I. <laughs> it was so weird. It was kind of getting closer to showtime, and it's like I got to do dinner for the crew, and I got to do all this stuff. So I'm pretty like I mean the entire day I didn't stop. I didn't stop once, and it's fine. Whatever. That's like that's my job. I'm there for like 15 hours, and that's totally fine. Yeah. But. They couldn't, and then he wanted to come back early, but he wanted to take another shower prior to going on, even though he just took one after sound. I don't know. The guy must sweat a lot. Maybe, (laughs) right. Oh, wow. Yeah, I don't know. So I'm like frantically like getting, making sure laundry's done. And it's loud for everyone. Like the manager, he's been complaining about the sound of the washing machine too. So I'm trying to like deal with that somehow. And get everything ready and I get his rose case with all his his clothes and stuff in it and everything like his room looks great everything's all cute and candles and shit and whatever and I'm setting all his stuff out and and I I didn't even get to barely see the, the show like I'm I'm working the entire time you know while he's on stage is when I'm like cleaning up all the shit and making sure everything all his after show stuff is all there and everything's good to go and I'm running errands and doing shit for the crew and just making sure all that you know so I didn't get to see the show barely and and I don't see him you know I don't meet him or do anything like that aside for the haircut you know but I didn't care I was it was like I'm I'm still yeah you know but yeah, I'm part of this, sure, sure. Like you're part of this whole right. thing yeah. that for a dude yeah. who's in, done stuff that you've loved. Or, I mean, same. Yeah. I would be in the same boat. Sure. I'd feel the same way. Sure. Yeah. I'm doing something for him. Like that's. I don't care if I get credit. I don't. I don't need it. I don't want it. Like I, the the towel that I washed, he's touching his face with. You know, like right. whatever. I didn't care. Like that was good enough for me. Sure. You know, and, and with his dressing room and everything, like his manager did that the first night, like he was all on top of that. But I guess there were some issues with the, the next show. So his manager was pretty busy the second night. So I took care of, all, I was taking care of a lot of that, the, that kind of stuff. And I'd had it. Like I, <laughs> I was like, I hadn't, 
I've been on my feet all day. Like I hadn't eaten. I had like I there was no nothing, and I could have, but I everything like the moment I would leave was like, "Are you back yet? Like where are you? Where are you? Like okay, like no, <laughs> but okay." So I'm getting his so second night. I'm like, oh, yeah, I get to do his, his dressing room, and I got his set list all out, and I'm I'm reading it, and I'm like, oh yeah, this song, this song, and you know, I I see that he that they wrote for the last song, and uh, he writes every day is like blah 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 blah. That's what it says like on the set list, like it's all typed <laughs> up. <laughs> uh, wow. So it was yeah. I'm like cool. You are such a dick. <laughs> you couldn't. <laughs> you couldn't even just write. Why something. are you even? Why are you even leaving the house? Like, why are you even here? Like, you don't like anything. Nobody's making you happy. Like, nobody's happy at all. Your crew looks miserable. Everybody's just like, oh, why? What? This is supposed to be like. I don't know. Somewhat fun. fun. <laughs> a little fun. A little enjoyable, right? I no. mean. I mean, I know it's work and it's, you know, yeah. but it's, uh, it was, it, everybody just looked fucked. Wow. <laughs> just, yeah, it was, it was nuts. So I was getting his thing and I saw, you know, I see the set list and, and I get it. There was an, I, when I'm getting his room ready, I have the door closed and there's a bang on the door and, and it's some, his manager and he's, you're not good, you know, you're not going to be in here when uh, sound check, da, da, da. you don't want the same thing like yesterday and I'm like right okay oh no i'm not you know and I, i'm so and i'm pretty i'm not always the easiest that like holding stuff in like you 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 piss me off like i'm pretty like what like i'll fucking <laughs> like i don't care <laughs> right <what's> here. <laughs> you know like fuck you <laughs> yep yeah, so I'm just standing there like, uh-huh, you motherfucker. Yeah, I'm like, no, no, I'm, I'm just everything looks good, right? Like, I'm out of here. Like, he's going to be here soon, and I'm going to be gone. Like, yeah, okay, they do their thing. He's there. He does the sound check, and he leaves abruptly. Oh, and if we're, we're outside waiting for him to leave, like, it, we can't look at him. We can't. Be, we're not allowed to look at him or, like, be... We can't see him. Like, so his manager has this, like, not a cape, but it was, like, almost like a, like a room divider screen, maybe, yeah. but smaller, maybe something like that, to just, and it wasn't for, like, people standing outside. It was for us, <laughs> for the crew, like, waiting to get back to work for the stuff he needs that we've been doing for two days straight, you know? Oh, my. Um, it was, yeah, so it was just, I had never been talked to the way that that I was being talked to that day by him and, and by the his manager. And it was like I I don't always have like the most confidence, but I was I didn't have any of that. Like by the end of it I was like completely depleted. Like just worn just, down. Sure, you got worn down yeah. by this person. Yeah. Oh yeah, like verbally abused, you know. It was God. just like okay, yeah, this <laughs> but you know, like he's leaving soon. And so anyway, so like I get to come back inside and I'm like, okay, cool. And I'm just making sure his fucking dressing room's all great. And I open up his road case and I see all his stuff and everything. I just forget about how everything was. And I'm just like, oh, you know, like it, was, <laughs> <laughs> all right. it all disappeared. Like I was like, I don't, 
okay, take a shit on me. I don't care. Like, I, this is... <laughs> yeah, I was just like, oh my God, this is the stuff. And, you know, of course, I'm like, oh, going through it, touching it all, like, whatever, I, which I shouldn't, which I don't do ever. So I'm like setting everything up and I'm, and I got all this stuff all set up and I pull out his shoes and as I'm like putting them on, I'm like, I look in the, look on the side and I'm like, oh, these are like, these look leather. And I look and it's all genuine leather made in Italy. So it was like, I don't know what it was about that. I don't, I think maybe like I hadn't stopped working or I was, hadn't eaten in like 12 hours or what, or anything i don't know what it was but that just like completely i lost it yeah i was so fucking mad just because of all the shit that everyone i don't know i, I don't know even know like what what the fuck do i care i'm like this motherfucker i'll show him you know like because i'm super mature and uh so I <laughs> like, and I'm sitting there, I'm like, and I only have like a good two minutes in there because I can't really, like, he wants it done, his manager wants it done, and I, at me out of there, just like I don't know, they just they always, and he just he would treat me like they didn't trust me, like that's just how yeah, that's what it, it sounds weird. like. It was, yeah, it was such a like demeaning, just whatever. But so I'm like, okay, like I only got like two minutes in here to do something this fucking asshole and like and um, nope that goes against every like that just goes against i've been a server and i've had people treat me like shit and i've never put anything in their food you know like i've yeah. never i'm like i'll just kill you with kindness you know it's really that's hard for me too but <laughs> i had had it like i i, I think i just had done so i was like okay well what the fuck can i do and it was the shoes so i was like looking around the room <laughs> i don't know why I'm like oh, what am i gonna take here and like it was the shoes that pissed me off like that yeah. set me off so like all right so i you know when you got that itch like in your nostril like at the yeah. top like yep. you're not talking about picking your nose but you're just kind of scratching it right right just when the light bulb went off and i'm like that's it like i'm that's what I'm gonna do. So I'm, I dug, I took, I dug for gold, and I'm like, I'm put a fucking booger in this guy's shoe, <laughs> and he's, he'll probably whatever. Like it'll just be like a personal thing to me. Going, I don't know. Like that for some reason, I felt like that would make me happy, and so sure it would. Yeah. <laughs> normal, absolutely. I got and I got a good one. Like I, it took a second, but like I got a good one, and I put it on the tongue of his shoe, and I was like, yeah, yeah, he's got it. That way he'll, you know. And then I, I started to leave, and I was like, no, 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 no. Like I need, a, I need to guarantee that he'll touch it. So I shoved the tongue like down a little, not like super crazy, because I didn't want like the manager to get yelled at and then me get yelled at. But like I put it down enough to where. I know that he didn't have anyone putting his shoes on for him. I know that he was putting his own shoes on at least. Yeah, yeah. He was going to pull that tongue up. And there's a good chance that because it was right in the center. Like it was, <laughs> it was like, but on the bottom, you know, like underneath the tongue. <laughs> oh, perfect positioning. Oh, man. Oh. Like how, like, 
you know, and you and I was thinking about it later. I'm like, it was it had to have been like on his pointer finger because you pull That's your tongue, you the tongue out like this. Right. If it's that whatever yeah, shoe, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That there's a booger on there. And then so I was like, oh <laughs> and it's my booger. <laughs> it's technically an animal product too, by the way. So right. You- right. I don't care. <laughs> I, who cares? <laughs> I didn't like I was like okay like we're good and as I'm leaving up and I'm like no I'm not done <laughs> sorry um I decided that I was going to art on his top like I had to have all these stage towels for him like perfectly stacked brand new folded so clean twice folded on his little table uh, either after for whenever whatever he's gonna use them I'm gonna fart and that's how like that like and it's not always easy for me to fart but I it it was hard I could I knew it was gonna happen as I was walking out so like yeah this is what I'm gonna do this, <laughs> it's this, like you could either fart it. in the general direction of the dressing room or actually do where it's gonna do I some mean, damage you know yeah. whatever like I I'd already I've already gotten to this point you know my it you know whatever <laughs> you so, already yeah I, yeah yeah you already made step one into this realm of fucking with morrissey after all those two I'm days here. of bullshit we're, we're here yeah <laughs> so <fuck laughs> yeah, you, you made it that you open the door keep walking through yep totally. but, and also at the same time i was like oh like i can't wait to tell my you know the co-workers and how like, I can't <laughs> yeah. believe it. They got to make it even cooler, you know. So like totally. bragging so, rights, I, totally, totally. So, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> so I like, go to the town. Like, no, I know this guy now because I'm on day two now with him. So he's gonna take the top towel off and toss it. Like, I don't use this one. Like, you know, he'll take the second one. So I started on the second towel oh, you're like smart yeah you're crafty you're a crafty one yeah but th- and i swear to god like I, I don't believe in god but i swear to whatever i've never done this anytime before after any of anything close to retaliation or anything like this sure. ever like this is the first on, only time yeah so then i just in the Folded the other one on top of it back up, do and and then I looked at the room and I went perfect, and I made sure that the gold (laughs) there was on the the right shoe, so that you know, like for whatever reason, I don't know, just because I knew it was there. Like I like from right before I left, I'm standing at the doorway, like can I see it from here? You know, like I look like I feel like I could. I would be able to see it from here. So I like everything was just, it's all, it was, I don't know. It was all in my head, but it was on the right side. Like you couldn't see it at all. It was great. It was like perfect. So I don't know. Perfectly hidden. Oh yeah. And then that was it. Like the rest, everything else after that was just like, sure. Do you need this? Yeah, sure. (laughs) Oh, you need that all the way here at this time? Yeah, no problem. I didn't care. And I could tell that, that it was, I don't know. I, I could tell that the man, like 
at the end of the night too, like my boss had asked him like, how was everything or whatever? And he's like, eh, like, eh, it was whatever. And like, I think he like threw me 50 bucks or some shit like that. I'm like, oh. oh, cool. But like, yeah, after that, it was like, I don't even remember the rest of that night really. Like I, I remember like the fans and people trying to get into the back or whatever. But other than like, it was all a blur. Like I didn't care. I'm like, oh, Morrissey's playing now. Oh, who cares? I was on my break outside while he was playing. I'm like, eh, cool. And I didn't even see it. I'm like, whatever. Like I, I didn't want to. Like I didn't because I didn't. I'm like, oh, what if I see that he's wearing like different shoes and I'm now my whole everything's ruined, you know, for me, right. you know. Yeah. So I, I didn't want to see that. Hopefully, he touched my booger. I, I would, <laughs> I would suspect. I would suspect. I think you got and him on both counts. Wet face with my fart. <laughs> <laughs> that is the best thing I have ever heard. Oh man. Oh. Yeah, man. yeah. I may have left out some things. I don't. I don't know. I don't. But. Yeah. Holy shit. What a story. Did I save the best for last? Do you think maybe, or was it more like kind of the pumpkin pie after a Thanksgiving feast? I don't know. I, I would say no matter what, that is quite the story. Probably one of the best stories I've ever heard. Yes, booger foot <laughs> fart toweled Morrissey. So fucking great. Uh, this episode is going out on a great note. I will say that. That's the end. That's it. Thank you so, so much to everyone who contributed or took part in this episode. None of you are turkeys in my book. Are you getting tired of the Thanksgiving references yet? Uh, Jesus Christ, I am. Stick a fork in this one. It's done. That was the last one, I promise. Thank you so much to Michael Krusty for Krusty's Corner. Keep your ears out for more from Krusty's Corner, which will be appearing monthly from here on out. Thanks so much to Ivy for the story. And what a story that was. Ivy, you are the bravest paranormal investigator I know. You are absolutely incredible. Your bravery is the stuff of legend, I would say. Troy, Scott, and Mike, thank all of you for being all around good sports and trivia contestants. Thank you to um, Anonymous Person for the Morrissey Revenge Saga. Plus, thanks so much to all the bands, truly. House Ghost, Hiding from Humans, and coming up next with a Smiths cover. Very applicable, right? Fun People. Yes, the fun people from Argentina. They're absolutely incredible as people and as a band. I can't wait for you to hear this Smith song. It is so great. And the song is Real Around the Fountain, which I imagine you would do if there's something in your shoe, right? You're a little off balance. So you had a like a booger in your shoe and you were like reeling around the fountain. Maybe your hands up at your face because you can't get that fart smell away from your face. Yeah, indeed. Links will be up on this episode's page on the Bobcast website. To all the folks who contributed to this Thanksgiving special episode, and that webpage is www.iwantapartywithbob.com. Check them all out. You can't check out the mystery farter, though. That is, I'm sorry about that. That person shall remain a mystery and anonymous to the end of time. Well, thank you so much for listening. I really hope you're having a great or had a great Thanksgiving. 
And if you don't celebrate Thanksgiving, honestly, I really hope you had a truly great and wonderful day. Don't forget, subscribe, rate, and review the Bobcast wherever you listen to podcasts. Here's fun people with the song, Reel Around the Fountain. Happy Thanksgiving to you and yours. Enjoy.